All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie. Hello to you all, it's Justin Dawson. It's the All Things Techie Podcast, episode 48. Now, I recorded this program with Simon earlier in the week, and then it sort of sat in my inbox, and I did absolutely nothing with it, listeners. And then some things have changed. God, a lot of things have changed in the week. So uh, congratulations to Mrs. and Mrs. Lang uh, with the birth of their new baby son. Uh, so <laughs> Benjamin I can't wait to give you cuddles when I get vaccinated really can't wait uh, little baby boy congratulations Simon and Anne before <laughs> before we recorded uh, this program Simon was getting everything ready or he said he was ready so it's episode 48 of the All Things Techie podcast in the meantime a new baby's been born congratulations to Simon and Anne on the birth of their son really healthy baby healthy mommy and great to see if you'd like to get in contact with the program you can do so by visiting our website www.allthingstech.ie for all things techie we have the hashtag avtechjunkies and you can also tweet simon and send us congratulations there to at simonlangav my handle on twitter is at justin or dawson and um, please like comment and share the program it's episode 48 of the All Things Techie podcast. Like, like, like our show? Don't forget to subscribe to All Things Techie in your favorite podcast store. It's episode 48 of the All Things Techie podcast. I'm Justin Dawson with Simon Lang again. We are back again to do another episode of the All Things Techie podcast. Why have we been? Well, for me, you know, I've just been sticking my head in books and also being busy with a new role in a different higher ed environment and uh, it's, it was so weird it was like you know um simon simon you you did a bit of a virtual change of job um and the early parts of this covid lockdown and then um you did the exact same thing where you're at home and you just go virtual coffee and goodbye and then the next yeah. day start a new was it, was it actually the next day for you as well? Was the one side, so it was a long weekend. So long weekend. basically I finished on a Friday, shut the computer down, just put it into a bag, uh, zip tied the bag and courier came, collected it. And Monday, uh, another courier came with a new laptop or a Tuesday. For me, it was like, <laughs> I, I, I finished on the Monday and started the new role in uh, in the Dublin City University. I might as well say, look, like people can look at my LinkedIn profile. I'm not bad mouthing any university, but like, yeah, totally different environment of like or well totally weird environment rather of you know you're you have one email address that's all the google house and then uh, the next day you're logging into a different google house and off you go and you're you're now in a different in work environment at least, at like, least you're not changing between operating like in the sense of you've gone from a google to a google i went yeah. from a google to a microsoft environment so i spent the first two weeks not bad mountain microsoft but learning how to use outlook i haven't used outlook in about 
15 years. I, and I, do you know what? Like, not even going, not even going off on a tangent at the moment, but like on my, I, I found an, um, a little video workshop of how to tidy up your Google inbox to go to inbox zero using labels. <laughs> it goes into your Outlook idea, right? So I'm, I've been tidying up my inbox, personal inbox, but like I have something like 15 or 20,000 emails, but like you can label them and you can hide um, your inbox. So that's what I've been doing for the past hour or two, despite the fact yeah. that I should be studying for an exam. But there you but go. The you other know. side is I have about 50 something labels and 80% of them have automatic filters on them. So they automatically tag based on the email when it comes in straight away. Have you got to inbox zero yet? Oh, no. But I'm not bad. I'm, 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 I know. I usually drift between about 40 and 100. Because if, you, if you're like me and AV, you're getting, what, 15 to 20 emails a day on, mm -hmm. a, on a bad day? Yeah. about this new thing, this new thing, this new product. I've tried to shift loads of them back over to my work one, so I'm not getting them. Getting Because well, work, work is a like great filter. Starting, that's starting, great. Well, you, you talk about using Outlook for the first time and like starting a new job. So at least you're starting with a clean slate of an inbox. And if you put the right labels on your inbox, it might work. So I'm, I'm trying this with my, my new role mm. at ECU, trying to use it correctly. Yeah, yeah. And Outlook is, I suppose, it's a still, it goes back to the folder mentality. Do you mm. know, like your, your Windows Explorer, so you can put things, can files into folders so you know where to find them. So my, my Outlook is in folders. So mm. I have a folder for each job. I have a folder for each client if I was dealing with the same client all the time so for multiple jobs. So it's kind of working. Well, since I, since I, come from a Google background and both personal emails and my own personal work environment. And this podcast is on, in a Google environment and, um, <laughs> and my other workshop, I can moan about Microsoft and I will moan about Microsoft. I just can't get my head around teams. Sorry. Teams just annoys me, you know, um, just, just the features, you know, I just find the whole zoom environment so much easier to use. That's and, me. That's yeah, me. and I think that's it's like it's whatever works for you. Because I'm in Teams all day long. My files are in Teams. My talking or my instant messaging is in Teams. Well, my... I guess that's the difference. You know, like if you're a Microsoft house, you're going to use Teams and you can pull it up like you would have Slack, for example, and you can collaborate the whole environment across. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we went off on a tangent there, guys. It's, it's the Old Teams Techie Podcast, episode uh, 48. 48. Yeah, um, and 47, we have to just say 47. What a great episode. I'm talking to Simon's bosses, bosses in <laughs> plural, um, and the new educational courses that they're doing. God, Simon, I tell you something. If, if I was younger and starting off, like it's talking to John, it's... The fact of the matter is you don't need to have leaving search big points behind you to go into a course like this. It's people that are showing their interest. And again, we're going to throw up the, hmm. the website again. The applications are still open. That's all we're going to say about it. And um, best of luck. We have no say in the matter of who gets into the placements, either just nope. Simon. So we'll just throw that out. But 
what a great start of something in Ireland and making Ireland a bit of a tech hub for a learning environment um, with audiovisual technology. Definitely think that's a big step in the right direction. It, Ireland has been crying out for something like this. And I think we can, well, I, we, I say we, I think CT and um, can, can do that as well. And the NEP group can do something really cool. Um, going forward with that now if you'd like to get in contact with the program you can tweet simon at simonline ab or myself at justin or dawson where hashtag all teens techie um and all the news and we're going to make a new website when i get time <laughs> i'm going to update the website um and that is a summer plan that is like you know Funny enough, like I'm studying a project management course and I, I keep on talking about the life after studying this project management course, you know. Um you might yeah. project manager a website change. A website change, yeah. <laughs> at least at least like I'm the project manager of my own projects and I could give out to myself when it's not done. You know, it's a, <laughs> Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, you know, we we're on we're on Twitter. We you can find us on YouTube, and don't forget to click like and subscribe. And we also sh share the the video on LinkedIn as well. So we love getting your comments on our programs. It makes us feel good and warm and cuddly inside. And uh, we better mention at the very start of this, like that Simon will be going missing for in action for a while because. We we can't say baby number two is on the way. I don't think it's a secret anymore, Simon. No, but it's like when I say it's on the way, it could happen at any point. So if I disappear in the middle of the show, we know it's going to happen. Oh, cool. can, we, can, we, can we do like a live, like, <laughs> would, would your wife mind if we do a live show for, while, while she's in the labor um, ward? I, if I can get into the labor ward. Well, that's true too. <laughs> you know, what an, what an experience and what, what an environment. But like, are you ready? Techni well, I'm going to ask two questions. Are you technically ready with your tech for when baby number two comes? Now, or we did get a new monitor, a baby monitor, which has a built-in projector. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> what? That projects no. It's it's basically it, it's a light behind stencil thing that moves around that they call a projector, but it, it projects moons and stars and stuff. Oh right, the okay. And and it has a kind of a cool base. It's magnetic, so you can rotate it around to shine it on a wall or shine it on your ceiling. I thought it was more the fact that like, the receiver for mommy and daddy was going to have a projection screen like to <laughs> to the ceiling showing you baby. The baby is is sleeping right now and hey that's no. a great idea for we're real for we're actually yeah mm -hmm. but but the other <laughs> side is we're real boring we actually have no interest in the live camera we've just an audio monitor yeah. Yeah. some people love to be able to see their baby um, and some people don't I i'm think, just i just I have no I interest you in would never it. sleep if you if you're watching a baby maybe for first time especially for actually especially for first time parents i know? was going to say that but i didn't want to insult anyone <laughs> first time parents you know you make your mistakes on your first i'll admit that now you know yes i, I made we made our mistakes on our first yes you know but, you know like nice age gap between like your eldest being Five, six, five, yeah, five, five, going on, yeah. five going on six, yeah. and uh, yeah, baby number two. You know she's going to absolutely spoil this baby. Oh right? yeah, she loves it, and yeah, uh, but that's the only tech we've bought. 
in a sense of because we've, we've kept everything from the first one so we've nothing really new and fancy and cool like like these motorized baby strollers and stuff like that we were looking at ages back remember we were looking at this there was the baby stroller with an engine on yeah. it and stuff like that i no. Well, like you know what, like I, I still have um during COVID went out and went to our Irish toy shop Smiths, uh, yeah, and we I bought like a little slide and swing set and never actually like comprehended that like oh yeah like my second will get big enough to want to swing on the on the swing or whatever because she was still she wasn't even crawling at the time and now like she's running around the place and chasing uh, my older son all around the place, <laughs> you know, yeah. to the state of like, leave me alone because there's not much of an age gap between the two of them. Um, but, you know, if anything, I, I love to be one of these like do dads. If anyone wants to go off and watch podcasts that are semi-techie and also um, about dads, minding their kids do dad on youtube is brilliant because this guy just goes out and just like he is the engineer that just goes okay let's like change the whole downstairs of my house into a ball pit while the wife is at work type of approach yeah <laughs> i don't know how he's not divorced yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so one of one of the episodes that so it's, it's that but i always think that the simple things that i would love to do especially when like you want to just get a cup of tea and you put the baby or the little toddler into the swing and she can't push herself so you know as soon as the swing slows down you have to go back out again and push it i i just love to put a motor on it and just go <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the sim- and that, that's probably like simple for dude dad, but yeah, you know, the- it's probably a weight just underneath the seat. Yeah, hey, like a pendulum weight, like you just put on it, and it, the pendulum just keeps going. Mm, I pet now. There's another patent for, <laughs> for all things that you were just racking them up here, racking them up there. So, like, yeah, so you know, while, while Simon's off on his paternity leave for a short period, he probably will be trying to come out with loads of inventions that to keep you know that's if he does get any sleep or whatever the case may be you know <laughs> that comes yeah. part and parcel we, we think as as you have more kids you start to realize that's just a given that yeah. you're lacking in sleep <laughs> I, I bet the, i bet the, the, the exciting excitement is coming into play now so i'm aware you just go i have weeks off but then you just realize oh wait i'm, I'm gonna have no sleep for the next i haven't even considered that bit about the time off i'm just kind of like oh it's coming it's coming it's coming and then you know your the adrenaline will kick in as you try to get into the hospital as quickly as possible in the car and not break any speed limits or red lights <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i, I think that I, I think the guards have much much more um important matters to deal with <laughs> at, the, at the same moment in time right so but up first on the agenda, ISE, I know it's been a while since I've sat down with Simon talking about it, but ISE, well, it's gone from four events to uh, two, yeah, and uh, sad, really, you know, like, maybe did we all see this coming? Did we all think that, hold on a minute, maybe... ISE won't take place, even if, you know, mm-hmm. they, they started moving things around. Mike Blackman came out with a statement. And um, so the two places, sorry, I better check out where the 
two places. They have actually, they have updated. The ISE updated their website. The other day when I looked at it, it wasn't fully updated. Uh, so Barcelona, London and digital. Amsterdam is gone. Germany is gone. Munich, 30th of April 2021. In a statement today, Mike Blackman, Managing Director of Integrated Systems Events said, we have made the decision to cancel ISE events planned for Munich and Amsterdam. While we had good support from both exhibitors and visitors who wanted to get together at a local event, new government regulations regarding COVID-19 in both Germany and the Netherlands have meant we are unable to guarantee being able to proceed with these two events. Preparations for Barcelona and London are well underway as the government eased restrictions in both Spain and the UK and remain on target for the successful return of events. Well, you know what? I I have a feeling that England's going to have a big turnout time because well, they're getting vaccinated. You know, like let's be honest, like we, we the optimism is coming back to Ireland as well, where a third of the country is nearly vaccinated now with the vaccination number one, and we're down to the fifty to fifty nine age group in Ireland, but. Coming up to uh, June, isn't it? That I think yeah, it so it's two yeah. weeks. It's about two weeks away. Two weeks, yeah. Oh, Barcelona is two weeks away. Sorry, yeah. so yeah, first of the first and second of June, uh, end of June. There's not going to be enough Irish people vaccinated to to want to travel across to England. I, I think, believe. Yeah, I think it's our quarantine things that is really restricting us. So if if, quarant- if you didn't have to quarantine after going to the UK, I think you'd actually get a lot more Irish people going as well. Mm. But, but England, there's a lot of people who go from England to ISE when it was in Amsterdam. Like you would, if you look on Twitter, the amount of university tech, AV tech people and all those that would be sending people and or to go over the channel tunnel or fly. I wonder, will they yeah. have many people in Central Europe that, from Germany and Amsterdam and such that will make the trip to Barcelona? Mm. Will they be allowed to? Yeah, yeah it's, that... it's all about this digital green um, passport that they're trying to bring out in Europe that allows mm. free travel within Europe once you're vaccinated. Mm. So maybe, but like in our case, I think you still have to isolate for two weeks after coming back from Spain. So so I don't think anyone from Ireland will be going unless you're going to turn it into a long holiday while you're over there. I'm so curious to see how the digital approach will come out i've been playing around with um different virtual event softwares and i have to say some of them i really like some of them are some of them have the breakout tables and whatever and and then of course in the past year played around with a lot of them that um ltsmd did their event pretty much over Zoom, but with green screens and whatever. But I wonder, oh, after this whole year event, has there been more uptake in different virtual event softwares? Have you have you played with any of them? Have you been to any virtual events where you just went, wow, this setup is it's nice. I like I like the design. No, well, most of the stuff I've been to has been training courses and they've been all either Zoom and um, go to go to webinar. Go to webinar mm. um have been the main ones and i don't know if i've been to any on any other ones because i'm actually looking here for the ic digital they're using cisco technology oh right so i wonder is it going to be similar to going to webinar 
approach? Mm. Or will they have? Yeah, it says the IOC Digital is a two-day festival of content where you'll create your own playlist from from the sessions that interest you most, powered by Cisco technology. Hmm. So will it be, that's the question, will it be the same as what Simon mentioned about the go-to webinar approach? Or WebEx, isn't WebEx owned by Cisco? That's Cisco WebEx, yeah, yeah. Our old days of using Cisco WebEx before yeah. this whole environment changed and everyone now uses Zoom or... Uh, Zoom didn't exist back then. Yeah. Really, when you think they about didn't. it. They didn't, no. It was all WebEx. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting times ahead. You know, I, I think any virtual software that has the integration of somewhere to network, I've, I've played with one which was super, um, won't name the names of them, but if, if any of our listeners have been into virtual software that they have really liked, please get in contact with us. But one of them that I played with, you had your um, virtual environment where you could um, have your lobby or whatever. You And depending on whether you went up to the main stage, which was one room, whether you went into breakout sessions or into the lobby, you could see who was in the lobby broken down. Um, you can also do a VIP ticket. So people with VIP tickets could only talk to VIP people in, in a separate golden lobby type of approach. And also, it wasn't just chat. You could one-to-one video call people and you had sort of the LinkedIn integration and your, you know, you could search people by should they have put up their personal networking contact details. Wow. I thought it was nice. Yeah. If you are hosting some of these virtual events, very expensive. Like there, there was one virtual software that I looked at that they have a set price to start with, and then they charge $3 per head per, $3 per head per day. So if it's over a couple of days, that's $6, $9, so forth. Mm. And they take a chunk of, I think, seven to 10% out of the ticket sale. So whether you decide to add the extra 10% to your sale or whether you, decide to um, absorb that cost as well. But wow. again, you had areas where like the lobby looked like you're walking along all the pillars, w- could play different videos as you moved along. So some of them is nice in that mm. view, you know, but this I think this was the area where people could have really ramped up the AI, AR experience, the VR experience, and made it more interactive. Hmm. And I think in the year that was, as I'm saying the year that was, year and a half that was, now we're getting it more into the whole environment that people are hoping to physically go back to it or hybrid approach. But with that hybrid approach, you would just hope that there is some live material um on ISE that it's not going to be imagine it was like you you have something like that for ISE next year where you would walk through the lot into the lobby and the lobby is an exact replica of the lobby of the yeah. in Barcelona wouldn't it be super yeah yeah wouldn't it be super like I, I, I don't get I think even working in a higher ed environment 
hybrid is the way forward. Work environment is going to be hybrid. There's not going to be people that's in the nine to five job mm. ever again. No, I, 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 I can't see us like. But here's here's something interesting. I was talking to someone recently, and they were saying that like, despite the likes of the tech giants, the Googles, the Microsofts, and so forth, some of them are really turning around and sort of backpedaling on what their approach was of saying, "Oh, you have to, you, we're going to allow you to work home from home hmm. indefinitely." To we want you back in the office. Because I've seen I've seen um, some US company the other day and they had just sold their headquarters in San Francisco and so that they're going completely home and I've seen the other ones where they're like you say that they're trying to get them back into the office or a mixed where it's a ro- team rotational so for one month this team can come into the office next month this team can come in I wouldn't so, mind that no, I wouldn't mind that approach but you know my thoughts maybe it's different working in public sector but I would hope that they'll be able to say well, I worked from home for the past year and a half. I proved that I can do my job from home. So therefore, you know, yeah. let me keep continue. And I think both public and private have to have that type of approach that, you know, it's given people, like, don't get me wrong, the days that I, I wish that I would be in the office where the two toddlers are screaming the house down. But, you know, yeah. and I'm sure, I'm sure as soon as, Simon's back from paternity leave and, you know, going, oh, gosh, you know, oh, I have to go out to work. Sorry. Bye. You know, you probably yeah. go to work to sleep. It's fine to sleep in the car. Yeah, it's, it all depends on your on what you're doing and stuff like that. But, yeah, I agree. I think I'll, I, I probably don't, won't be in an office full time. I think I'll be in the odd day and when as projects need you to be there. But I think it'll probably be more home to client site versus home to office. Yeah, but like you, we talked earlier there about Microsoft Teams and you live your life on Microsoft Teams. And for me, more busier now on Zoom calls because no one's on campus. But nice thing is, okay, Microsoft got there sort of ahead of Zoom. Zoom have now introduced the immersive views concept. Mm. Do you like it? Do you like the immersive views in um, Teams? Yeah. I don't really see any major benefit of them yet. You know, like we've had team meetings and I've played with them and it, it looks like you're sitting in a cinema, yeah. basically. And, but I don't know. I, I, maybe is it also part you kind of enjoy seeing what people's backgrounds are and and kind of like there's a little bit of individuality and you're seeing people's personalities by what's around them. And depends who you're having calls with. Sometimes you'll see people and you can see their major American football fans and you buy the, the pictures and the stuff on the wall. And you kind of get to know a person a bit more by seeing what's around them, even though a lot of people blur their background and stuff like that. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it might help. But see, I suppose, I don't know, can you force an immersive view or is it just by if this you're is the your personal host, preference? If you're the host, you can force it um, so long as on Zoom anyway, so long as you have the most up-to-date software, you can force it upon them if you're the host. Um, I think super for the likes of education Mm. um, that you you can set people around. I think also super for something that if you're having a large staff meeting, it's you can, it adds that approach. 
class but Formality definitely but, maybe to it. But, yeah, it's class one thing that annoys me is that you can't record yet and hopefully that will come down the line uh shortly. Hmm. But um for for many if if you're trying to if you had more, I'd, it's it's in its infancy for definite. I think if you had more templates to design it, I think the template approach and the background is very basic so far. But the classroom I liked um, because it looked very, Amer- it was American looking, but like K to 12 approach that they have for the classroom. But for primary school, the secondary school one would be the lecture theater. Meh, yeah, it's it's a bit bland. You could mm. you could approach it more. Um, but if you could if you could have it more, I don't know, hologram type of approach, where it's if yeah. it is three D, it would it would be super. But yeah. that depends on. And then you know. From looking at all these softwares and trying out on X2O again, which is was first introduced in Hartford Business School. What a system that is. You know, I'm I'm just gonna sell that again. You know, it costs it costs a lot of money, but what a system that is. And uh, the fact that if I I was approaching I don't know, have you played with uh, X2O yet? Simon, no. but like literally below every uh large screen they can split it up to four or eight uh students but below each screen they have a pan tilt zoom um camera inbuilt so you could have a video wall but as soon as you a student asks you a question it's coming out from a set speaker so the lecturer is moving their head to the direction that the student is talking and because of that the eye contact with the camera it makes it look that you, like they are speaking directly to that sure. person. It's a super. It is it's like I I haven't seen anything that beats that type of. And sorry, I, I'll, I'll name it. Now. I'll say now to all our listeners, I'm not getting sponsored saying this. The system just is beautiful system for that reason. And then, um, they showed I demoed it only recently where they had um a large. 55 inch screen in a small room uh, though they didn't have uh, the Harvard setup because that was their first model. They mm. can simplify it now to four, four to eight people on a screen with a camera underneath. And um, they also had, um, and of course all the features of being able to unmute, lecture being able to mute and unmute uh, the whole classroom. Um, by by a touch panel and just a simple smart device but they had a screen behind him and he was able to if he wanted to by the power of the virtual software he could bring in any speaker in the room or any guest in the room and make them the main guest lecturer so you can think of the fact that if you had a guest lecturer that you wanted to bring in from uh, Australia or other country, or even if you, the other regions of Ireland, for example, they don't have to travel, but mm-hmm. you're automatically creating this hybrid approach where you have someone in the lecture 
theater and you have a monitor beside them and then people so you can have this high, some some of the rooms that they've set up they've had maybe two or three tiers of seats and then above them is the monitor so you can have this hybrid approach let's throw you some photos and I'll, I'll put some photos of the h2o on 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 our show notes as well i just think that system works it, it sounds really perfect for that kind of lecture environment where you need where you kind of need the lecturers kind of have that eye contact with the students and you're trying to engage them at home even though they're still part of the room but they feel part of the room by being by even just being visually acknowledged yeah yeah and you know what like i think was it the first year that we went to ise um back now three years ago and i'm trying to think of the software um but it everyone describes it as the minority report um system uh, brain freeze now um, where you can yeah. move around move around from it's from, not it's not it's it's is it a uh, mezzanine where mezzanine. You're doing, yeah yes, going where mezzanine. you're using using the wand yeah like you wonder oblong. yeah oblong oblong mezzanine yeah yeah it's a great piece of software but has has it gone now where people will start thinking businesses start thinking if we go hybrid now we need to take away the image of Microsoft Teams and Zoom and go down the route of something like X2O, which is not just for education, but something that, you know, if they have large meetings, that there's enough pan tilt Zoom cameras in the room that's capturing the whole environment. Yeah, and like I've seen like like requests where you have boardrooms and it's like forty to fifty people boardrooms. Like I don't, you don't see that very much, but you want everyone in the room to be able to be captured and heard and seen. Mm. And it's like, how many cameras can you put into a system? Do you know, and like, there's different companies out there which might have dual pan tilt um, and zoom cameras, but you're still trying to go. You're trying to zoom down like maybe twenty meters. Mm. And it's still keep the same high quality. It's it's getting harder to find mm. cameras that can do that. That you nearly I, the best I've seen so far is I've seen one recently, and they actually record in 4K, but really they only ever show is is HD because they zoom in, they use the 4K image to zoom in to make it a, a HD image. Wow. So they're, so they're kind of like digitally zooming within a 4k image which is kind of an interesting idea i think if any type of area that's going to be improved when even if companies av companies tech companies have been holding off and seeing what happens with the COVID pandemic this is the area of growth that i think is going to grow most mm. rapidly that it's not and i don't mean headsets and microphones and systems but the software as a service type of approach of what um yes i did use the word software as a service approach and i, I know that everyone <laughs> that read my, on everyone's <laughs> that read my last 
magazine article uh, in higher ed AV is going to go, he said software as a service, that's IT. Well, uh, yeah, but still AV is not IT, IT is not AV. I will stand and I will stop my foot <laughs> on this. And I've had enough people to agree with me. Uh, you, can, you, can, you might as well throw in the AV as a service one there just for the last. AV as a service, yeah, yeah. Joey, <laughs> I know you're listening. I'm looking the camera. I know you're listening. Um, Google Meet is getting a new user interface next month and with smarter meeting features, it's not like the Zoom Brady Bunch or the Microsoft Team Brady Bunch. It seems that you can pin and make the sizes the size that you want. There's like... From the photo that I have here, and I'll put this up on the show notes, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe 14 small thumbnail sizes, uh, one large one on the left, and then more rectangular one on the right. Mm. I like it. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, if being it's real Google, that you can kind of you can kind of move things around to suit to kind of like to make it completely personal mm. to whatever way you want it to be. Um, but the only thing is, because um, I know who's is, I think I don't know if it's teams were doing it, where there was this issue where there was people kind of coming and going and it kept switching the windows around automatically. And people were getting annoyed by this, that you were kind of, you're watching, you're watching a person speak and all of a sudden they jump to the bottom corner because someone else has moved or joined or left and stuff like that. So they're trying to stop that kind of jumping around as much to, to make it a little bit more. I was on a team call the other day and I just couldn't grasp how to see everyone on screen at the same time. I eventually, especially when someone was sharing a screen, um, I know like when I use Zoom here and someone's sharing a screen that like I have the pop out of um the cameras. The cameras, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't get it working properly on teams. Yeah. But anyways, Google Google bring out a new user interface. Wait, looking forward to playing around with that. Um I st- even still I just find at times that the, the Google interface and the streaming um doesn't hold up as strong as Zoom. Like I just find that Zoom, and I have fiber broadband at home, but I just think that Zoom um, holds up strongest. It's whatever the Kodak they're using in the mm. background and encoding of the video and stuff like that. Because yeah, it just seems to be they have it right. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Microsoft announced a new webcam and USB-C speaker for the work home, from home area. I think this is going to keep on growing. That like, Sounds there's going like to be something more... I want. A new toy yeah. for me to play with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I still want, I still want a set of uh, nice Plantronic or something headphones that can you can switch between devices. Yeah. I, 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 I was playing around with some of them recently and just thought, yeah, I like, I like the approach that I could be listening to music or walk out of the room and I could open up a Zoom call and follow me and then come back and then switch off and the USB plugged into my computer. Yeah, I like some type of a follow me type of system. Ooh, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, it, because it had the two, it had the USB and the Bluetooth. Um, so Because mm. you see, you do see sometimes that where it's like, um, if you, it, you can have your, connect it to your laptop and connect it to your phone. So if yeah. the phone rings, it can answer it, but then you can go back to, Maybe, as you say, a Zoom call on your computer or uh, or listen to your Spotify or whatever else you're listening to. 
Yeah, well, Microsoft's long-awaited webcams is finally here, along with a number of accessories designed for work-from-home era. Uh, rumors of the new Microsoft webcam have been circulating for years. A 1080p webcam will start shipping for $70. That is very reasonable for HD camera. And main thing is that they have a little um, uh, output... Oh, the, the speaker, the little USB C speaker. That would, I'd be more interested in that. That's a hundred dollars. So. I was, I was thinking, no, no, it can't be the two things for uh, seventy dollars. A hundred dollars for the little speaker that plugs out, and yeah, I like. I wonder, that. I wonder what they do deal with me for hundred and fifty. <laughs> <laughs> <Turn two. laughs> Microsoft, if you are listening, we we will test it out. We will trial it out for us. Um, I'll stick those up on the show notes. Of course, we can't talk about Microsoft without talking about Apple. And Apple has brought out a load of new toys. Oh, do we remember the old iMacs? Are we old enough? Listeners, are you old enough to remember the old iMacs, the plastic back of the iMacs? And when Steve Jobs brought them first out. And if you haven't watched the Steve Jobs film, I think that's just a reason to watch it. When they they started, when he left Apple and then came back to Apple. And of course, then the iMacs with their plastic colored backings. And mm. God, like if you drop one of those iMacs, yeah, forget about but it. I also only remember the orange ones. I know they had loads of other colors, but orange always sticks out in my head. The orange one. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it, it was the fact that Apple was always seen as just the white image, the white image. And mm. for years since, it has been seen as the white or black image with the iPhones, uh, black te- black and silver logo, and then the white front. Well, they're going back to the colors, but like this time it's a metal backing and look quite slick. And slim. And, and slim and very slim. Very yeah. slim, very slick uh, looking. But would it make me want to pay the extra fee for a color? No. Like the one thing for certain that you can't beat is the chip that's in the Apple computers, M1 chips. Wow, super fast speed. I'm getting a new Mac because for work because uh, I'll have to do a lot of video editing. So that's my excuse for one. Um, but Apple have a new suite of products ranging from updated iMac and iPad Pro and one thing that I just could not wrap my head around is the AirTags. I think they're AirTag really interesting. Rip off of the tile. But if you're an Apple, if you're a complete Apple person, where you have iPads and iPhones and MacBooks and Apple TV, this is just another thing in your ecosystem. And it, but I think I think the way it connects into the phone, for it's part of the like find my iPhone. Um, app is mm. is part of it so i do i get it i was just looking at and the kind of they actually come engraved as part of your your purchase that's a great gimmick it's a really it, it, it's super it's, no it's, i'm sorry it's a like I, and i'm an apple user but it's a super gimmick you know yeah. get a get a get a pen and you can, you can write it but, yeah. but for free, we're giving it to you for free. It's probably just included in the price somewhere along the way. But yeah, I think that would be oh, it's not too bad. $30 for um, an air tag, and then you can get the accessories, which is a leather little holder for your tag. Which 
you will have to have because otherwise you are going to lose this little like how are you going to tag it onto something if you can't yeah because (laughs) yeah unless you drill a hole to it and probably damage it but uh 30 dollars for the uh air tag and then another 35 dollars so we're talking about 65 dollars about 50 euro for for one of these tags Versus the fact that the tile has a little hole on the top of it and you can thread a keyring through or you can put it on a bit of lace or whatever the case may be. Uh, but Does tile work with Apple, with Apple devices? If you have the t- tile app, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so you could, you could do it that way. Again, you would have to have two apps, fine. But it's not new hardware. It's like no. tile has had its... Um, replica companies that's done things. You go onto wish.com, you can find something that's tile related that will will act as a trackable. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's whether whether or not maybe tile is out of patent and that this is why Apple could mm-hmm. go away. But it's just it's just another thing. Like when you open it, like you think about it, you have your Apple AirPods, now you have your Apple tile. It's just connecting it's just another thing connecting into your Apple environment. If you're if you're an Apple person, this is totally up your street. If you're someone who constantly loses their keys or something of value, um, maybe their kid. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I, I wonder how they come up with a necklace pendant. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure like the the Apple range of watches can have trackables like that. The, the Apple TV has been updated to 4K. I thought they were 4K already. Mm. There you go. Um, it was 4K, Dolby Vision, uh, Dolby Atmos, audio. System. I think the new remote control, I think that's the big selling point on the Apple TV. They've, they put out a new remote control, which because there was a, I think people were complaining the old one wasn't as easy to navigate um, with, but the new one has a kind of like a touch pad remote that was the one thing i remember yeah. from watching it it was one of their big things was the remote ipad magic keyboard is copying the window surface is it not mm-hmm. yeah yeah yes it is sorry apple you're behind on the game a bit here like the the surface had that um yeah <laughs> just brings me back to memories of like you know companies that bought a load of iPads and then just realized that it, it wouldn't do half the things that it, it thought it could do because it's an iPad and it's not a, it's not a Mac. So yeah, where I think isn't the iPad pro nearly built on nearly like the, like the, um, the Apple air kind of, it's basically you more or less have a computer now in your, in your hands. It just has no physical keyboard. Mm. Yeah. And that's probably why they bring out the keyboard. The magic keyboard will set you back just a short bit of three hundred dollars there as well, listeners. So uh, I hear loads of people with the Apple Pencil using the Apple Pencil a lot. People who are very creative, and people in meetings using the app, the Apple Pen or pencil. A little stylus, yeah. And I think I got to say I would love to give it a try. Of course, you need an iPad first to go to go with it. But I, 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 I hear people who draw a lot and do a lot of architectural stuff. Yeah, I want, I want, I want a graphic designer to come on and to, on the show and tell me like, is this any different than a normal stylus that you could get that has mm. got a finer touch? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. You know, like the, some of these stylus that you can buy, like they do have many like rubbery pencil nibs that. You have to replace from time to time. 
um, even the Wacom, I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, Chinese name, W-A-C-O-M, um, they, they have like little nibs on the top of the styluses that if you're leaning too hard on it, you can change the plastic. And they they are expensive. They, they're between 50 and 200 euro. So yeah, I don't know enough about them. So there we go. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll ask our listeners to come back on, on that. But um, yeah, air tags, you're not going to be rushing out to buy one. I'm, 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 I'm not really an Apple person. I'm an Android person. But they also did their iOS uh, 14.5 is Apple's biggest uh, privacy update yet. Um, and I guess, you know, people working from home, GDPR, data security. I have a great one about data security, actually. I, I, I have to throw this into the program. So um, I had to request medical records for my son <laughs> because... Uh, a certain consultant that used to look after his eyes has uh, moved twice during this COVID environment and uh, nearly retired. So I won't name the consultant, but uh, I'm sure people can work that out by the clues I've just given them. Um, And for ages and ages and ages, no one told us that he had moved to another new practice. So we're finally getting another consultant. So we've requested um, his files and it's a, a total um, show of GDPR and how it works. So I had to fill out a form and I had to give my photo ID to prove that I'm who I say I am to request his medical records because he's a minor. For them to come back to me and say, sorry, uh, our files show that you're not the next of kin referenced on the file. So obviously it was my wife that had filled out the first form. But after doing all that paperwork, and then I just thought about it, like, hold on a minute. I'm after giving you my passport information, my date of birth and where I live. So what happens to that data collection that they're just Mm -hmm. not getting? (laughs) GDPR, yeah, it's great. Yeah, if it works, it's great. But you know what? I just think there's so many... different types of data breaches that must have happened in the past year and a half where it's going to be under the radar where everyone was forced to work from home and if they've been using personal devices and I can guarantee that it's not just public sector there's private sector businesses out there that have told people to use Mm -hmm. their own personal laptops and whatever you know there has to whether or not that at the end of this whole COVID environment that People are going to, the data commissioner is going to come out like a bull in a china shop and just chase after all these companies. I, but I, yeah. I guess it's just, it's only when something wrong happens, when it's a and that's DDoS usually... attacked or, you know, like there's been a couple of universities across Ireland now that's had big attacks. But now I'm not even talking about public sector. Like we can talk about the fact that, you know, Let's let's talk about courier companies that have mm. have recently had um their websites hacked and data and information taken as well. So it's out there, you know. But... Now, of course, if if you can make money from it, companies are going to do it, or there's going to be groups or whatever you want to call them out there trying to hack them. Yeah, it's like it's all about money. It's just it's just a new form of making money instead of robbing the bank. We can rob rob them remotely. Mm. 
Yeah, true, true. Yeah, but no, I just found that funny that after filling out all the forms and handing over my passport details and proving that I was them, you think they could have told me at the very beginning, actually, by the way, um, you're not the next of kin mentioned on your son's medical records. They did not just look and went, um, it's a lady's lady, not a man. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would have helped, you know. They, they, they apologize for the inconvenience, but whatever. Um, talking about divorces, and that sort of leads us right into Bill Gates. Billionaire Bill Gates and his wife Melinda are to get a divorce after 27 years. I think this shocked the tech industry in the past week. You know, uh, I, I don't know very much I, about, I, I, you know, like other no, than I, 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 I like I read it, the bit I read about him basically said he, he kind of ste- he, he stepped away at one point from the board of Microsoft and then he then he to be kind of like a, a president or not president an advisor as such and then he more or less stepped away completely so but he must have money still in Microsoft or he just doesn't need money from it anymore because he's so wealthy hmm. but imagine imagine them trying to divide their their money up the middle well it's going to affect the hardest hit is charity organizations and that they have supported through the years they're worried about how this is going to affect them because they have so, so many different charities that gain sponsorship have big golden investors in it that might pull out after this which because they did say that the 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 foundation is not they're not stopping the foundation they're going to continue working on it together but it's like everything else will that how will people will that rock confidence in other investors as well kind of but a, a very gentle approach to it they both came out with a similar twitter message and then said they're going to work together on the foundation as as Simon just mentioned i just find it well i guess people fall out of love all the time but 27 years together you know Mm. why you know it sort of comes to mind you know because there's and of course the tabloids are trying to spin loads of other reasons and rumors and different things that that's why they're separating and stuff like that but who knows? $130 billion, £93 billion. Pounds. Married Melinda in 1994 and 20... Like, kids got, like I, I think I read years and years and years ago that Bill Gates admitted that he was not going to leave any money to his family. That, mm. um, now, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He'd probably like in a sense not leave the billions but he'd probably yeah. leave them to be comfortable enough but not probably that they're spoon fed for the rest of their life yeah yeah well even a million a million dollars out of that massive you mm-hmm. know what's that you know 0.0001% of the money you know you can live on a million dollars you know oh, you can live on half a million but uh, yeah there's the story billionaire Bill Gates and Melinda to get divorced after 27 years another because, one yeah space because that's what they were saying like it just be that's two big ones this year or in the last year because of the amazon one as well yeah uh now um it sort of links on to famous people and 
Did you watch, I don't know how much of the royal family you really get involved with, Simon, or would you rather be watching paint dry? But, no, uh, no, I, I, I definitely have a passing interest in it. Yes, yeah, us, 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 us proddy folk that we are. <laughs> I joke, I joke. Um, but, you know, Harry and Meghan, you know, sold their story to Oprah, you know, big, big deal. And... Uh, worth plenty of money and they said that they didn't want the publicity and then they go off and they have their own charities and you know rumors that they're going to end up doing series on netflix and people badmouth harry and megan for doing this but how is that any different from william and kate now have their own youtube channel <laughs> yeah i know like, like yeah it's because i've had the i've had the whole why did i need one but i guess the, my thinking is there is so much so that's social media it's all about getting their name and their presence out there of what they're doing because if you look at twitter every day there's videos up of them on twitter doing something like how is this any different when when you put it in that perspective it's a social Mm -hmm. media channel and it's relevant it's new you know like i remember back in the well again showing my age here listeners where the Queen started with their own websites when the dot-com bubble really started coming out and all of a sudden Booking Palace have their own website. And remember Booking Palace baby before the terrorism days of 9-11 and so forth? You could actually do tours around parts of Booking Palace. So how is this? This is bringing back to modern approach of the royal family and... Yeah, people are going to jump on the bandwagon and say, okay, well, you know, how's that different to Harry and Meghan, mm-hmm. you know, and then going off. But I suppose the only difference is one's not spilling the beans in the sense of all yeah. the bad one's, things. One's not a fashion outlet <laughs> and the other, you know, like this is going to be the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, the future king of England um, promoting the works of the royal family. And yeah. I think after all, at all the slating that's come out from Harry and Meghan, I think this is the approach that probably their media and PR just went, we need to have it. But like, look, we had Trump for years on social media and now he struggles to get on it. You know, we have the new president of the United States on it. We have politicians on Twitter. What difference is to, to bring it out on YouTube and mm. social media? I think it's just another presence, but yeah, when you start hearing them doing um, Discord and things like that, then you know it's gone a little bit too far. <laughs> oh, the kids jump on board um, TikTok or something. Yeah, like that. you know, yeah, that's when it has gone too far. And um, yeah, I, I, you love to know what technology they're using and what cameras they're using to to record their YouTube videos. I'm sure they're not recording on the fly like we do. No, but no. I have seen some behind the scenes pictures on Twitter of the Queen and stuff like that, doing her video calls and stuff like that. And people be asking, oh, what's she using and all this kind of stuff. So like they're not behind the time in their tech because she needs to be a good quality. So I guess they're all the same. They're using Zoom, but I, we can never forget how Boris tweeted a Zoom call back in the days where the meeting ID was right on the top of the Zoom call. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more about that. Is it time to call an end? We're going to end on this topic. Is it time to call an end on foldable phones? For me, I just think, God, 
Let's Hawaii, get one just to try. Huawei have uh, mastered the folding form, fold formula. Huawei has revealed a third iteration of its folding smartphone, abandoning its previous designs and taking some inspiration from Samsung. Until something goes wrong and they go on fire or something like that again, yeah. you know. Uh, I, I don't know. I would love to give it a try. I think it's kind of a nifty, cool. I Like, if, if you're out and about visiting clients and you need a bigger tablet and all of a sudden you take out this thing and it's like the size of a wallet and all of a sudden it's now a big, like a seven or a 10 inch tablet. You're like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But yeah. it want to be still as good as an iPad when you unfold it. And... Do you know what? You wonder when the likes of Apple are going to... <laughs> we, we badmouth Apple a lot tonight. Mm. But, you know, they, they, they've they copied the AirTag, they've copied um, the Surface with that keyboard. But how come they have not gone near the whole foldable phone? Now, maybe that just shows you something about the industry if that if the foldable phone is not something that's reliable and meets their standard because they have a very high standard in their phone quality yeah yeah and their screens and stuff like that but i gotta say i wouldn't mind giving it a try yeah if someone was willing to give me one to play with i don't know if i I wouldn't go out and buy one like that would you would you again with the iphone 12 you know if someone's willing to give us an iphone 12 to play with on 5g and Whatever. Yeah. We, 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 we would happily try it out and, and play it. I think it's the main thing about the iPhone 12 is the camera. Yeah. It does. Their cameras are always nice, superior. But I know Samsung are quite, their cameras have come on quite a lot as well. So, but no, I'm, st- I'm still kind of not happy about the Huawei and not having a, a Android system anymore. No, it's Android, their own Android yeah. system. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- me too. I, I, if I had to upgrade my phone, you know, I guess it has to be a, a Google phone now because I want mm. to use the Play Store. I want to use Android um, yeah. approach. You, yeah, versus the Huawei's um, Android environment, it's just it's just not it's not what you need. I don't I I don't I don't want another system. I, I'm everything else is integrated properly here. So why change it? Unfortunately, that means a change in brand. Yeah, for the next phone, who knows what that will bring? Well, uh, that, <laughs> he says, says the guy that will have no money in the next couple of weeks as yeah. even number two arrives on scene. Simon, it's been great having you again on the All Teens Techie podcast. You you are going to disappear for a while to get your head straight. Don't with... worry, but we'll be around. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll still we'll still drag him in. You know, you know, might hear some babies in the background. Or, in that skyscraper building of his, <laughs> that he's he's a okay. Uh, if you want to get in contact with the program, you can always do so at Simon Lang AV at Justin or Dawson. We're on allteenstech.ie and hashtag AV Tech Junkies.